It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to Suffering the Rest On Call. I am Paul Franz, owner of Franz Games. Of an SFB online bed, come online and Starfleet Warlord. Just a reminder how to join us. We have a talk guest every Thursday night starting at 9 30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can either call on the phone to sell 605 562 to follow the directions. The call ID is 17702. Or you can participate on the web. Just go to the talk's website at www.talkshoe.com and search the call ID 17702 or SFU on call or Starfleet Universe on call and you'll find this there. But of course, if you want the best online experience, where do you want to go? You want to go to twitch.tv. Yes, twitch.tv slash SFU on call. You'll find us there. You'll be able to join the chat room and have a grand old time. Um, you need to contact me for any reason. My email address is SFU on call. It's S-F-U-O-N-C-A-L-L at gmail.com. Also, if you want to follow me on Twitter or X or whatever they're calling it this week, and that's going to be SFU on call. Also, if you want my personal account, that's also Paul France, P A Y F R A N Z. There's no T in that. And also Franz Games, F R A N Z G M E S. Again, no T in that. If you need to ask, if you're not in Pennsylvania. Um, and if you need to, of course, a lovely talk cast, guest turn the podcast available on iTunes and various other feeds around the net. There's some quick um, tutorial, you could say, for um, SFB Online, sorry, uh, StarfleetGames.com. If you are using the Chrome or Chrome-based browser like Brave, and you want to make sure that you can actually go to like the discussion board using HTTP, what you're going to need to do is you need to go up here. We bring up StarfleetGames.com. It will come up fine because it that does support HTTPS. And then what you need to do is right over here where it has for the, um, they say the lock, but it's not lock anymore. Um, it's like two lines. It's weird. Right next to where it says StarfleetGames.com on the, on the address bar. Right click on that. Go to Site Settings, and then scroll, 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 scroll down to the bottom where it says Insecure Content, and then where it says Block by Default, you go click Allow, and then and then all you need to do at that point is close close it, and you can then reload the page, and it will make sure that you can then go to like oh the discussion board, um, there the discussion board. And it says it's not secure, and it'll be it'll work just fine. And don't worry about not being secure, because the only issue is that if you use your same password for the discussion board as used for something more important, and if you um, are using the same password, shame on you. You're not doing it right at all. So. Get on board, change it, have 
different passwords for different accounts. Don't use the same password. Moving onward and forward from that, um, of course, Steve Patrick is still working on the, the Ryan Master Starship book. Also, the, this week and found in the online store is Module R2 Rulebook 2021. It's $7.95. This is a newly updated 2021 edition of the rulebook for the SFB Module R2 covering Federation, Andromedans, Orions, and Zindis with updates to this rulebook that's more makes the rulebook the double the page count than the actual original that was shipped out so many, many years ago. I'd say decades ago. Um, the rulebook contains um, description of for each ship, you know, the Federation Space Control State Battle Cruiser in New Jersey, you know, the one with like the six photons, which is kind of nuts. Um, and the Dromedon Anaconda and, and Asp, the the Zinni Dreadnought, and the and the war Zinni War Destroyer, also the Orion Double Raider. Remember the the, one, you know, the two raiders that they kind of um, glued together. And of course, the famous OK6 cruiser, which is always oh, it's a very interesting ship, I must admit. Um, moving onward and forward, the the well, another thing that's in there are nine scenarios in the rule book, and I I had to tell you about these nine scenarios just to remind you for those people who love scenarios. I'm one of those geeks. I love reading. Even though I don't play the scenarios, I love reading the fiction of the scenarios just to set up what happened especially the, the historical scenarios i love those those are, those are what i i i just i eat up i completely eat up and just to let you know here the nice scenarios are the dim diplomatic immunity has a federation fleet captain consonant facing orion pirates the flawed trap was the federation springing a trap on unsuspecting orion pirates Surprise Fight was written by a player from Scotland. Hence the spelling of surprise, you know, with a Z. And um, presents a face-off between the Klingon, sorry, the Federation and the Romulans. And then there's the scenario to do our duty. Number, that's uh, SH-70. Has the, the Federation facing the Klingons. Of course, the uh, attrition assault, SH-71 has the Federation defending its battle station against the, the Klingon attack. Ain't no free lunch. It's number 72. Has the, the Zinnis leading the Lyrans into a trap set by the Zinnis and a small Federation force. Slip back. That is the scenario. Has a substantial Klingon force, including a G1 gunboats and YZA fighters facing a Federation force with 24 fighters. Which is interesting. A Tangled Web, that's scenario number SH-74, has Andromeda attempting to collect information on the Tholians. And last, certainly not least, and the hate to make waste. It's SH-75 scenario. The Federation attempts to destroy an Andromeda satellite base. Little did, did the Federation know that the base was defended. So... Keep that in mind, my dear fellow travelers. Moving onward and forward to the um, tournament, we've we've got now two games completed in round one, and I still haven't set up the 
tree and I need to do that like tomorrow. Um, I will, I will, I promise. Um, when it comes to online client stuff, I did actually this past weekend, I did release the, the 4.5.2 client with many, many, um, fixes and changes that were, that were seen. Uh, don't mind. The most, okay, they are fixed the issue with paid accounts being considered demo accounts, fixed the issue with the chat of loaded games using the wrong default colors. Also in the, both the FedCom and SFB plugins, create the issue with adding pieces starting to move, starting moves set to one instead of zero. Fix the C6 weapons chart that you can pop it up the first time, but after you close it, you can't pop it up a second time. Um, resolve an issue with the no um, default empire for expendables. So basically, that's an issue that if the empire that you're currently using does not exist, it will use the actual general units for that expendable. Um, and fix a problem with shield reinforced windows stop working i've not actually ever seen this but I, I noticed there was an error in one of the logs that got sent to me by a user but and i saw okay this could actually cause some issues i'm not exactly sure what the client has seen because they did not report it but i'm pretty sure that this is, is, a, is a bad thing i'm not sure how they did it it's probably because of the um, look and feel that they had selected at the time that it, that the um, reinforcement um, table acts a little different, so I, I fixed that so that it no longer will, will cause an issue. So moving onward and forward, um, those are some things that were released for four point five two. Um, there's actually another issue which I'm going to be releasing in the next release, which is I'm not sure when at the moment, um, but it is a problem with. The you know list of games that is if it gets pushed off the screen you know that way you know to the right then it will never be seen again. Um, and the only way currently to resolve the issue is actually go in, find your user info.properties file, which contains all your save settings and all the information, and delete it and recreate it from scratch. That's that's the easiest way. There's other way of doing it. But I prefer not to go through that with with clients because it's just it's more complicated, and I I don't want to do that um, to to make it so it's harder for the, for the person to, to to resolve the issue. If they really want that's a bad thing, please contact me and I'll tell you I'll give you the steps on how to fix it by modifying that properties file because it's just a text file. Um, so feel free to contact me if you have that problem. And you don't want to delete the user info to properties file. Um, and I will tell you how to do it by hand until I get the fix out for the client. Moving onward and forward, when it comes to Starfleet Warlord, still got, got a little more work done on the website. I thought I was farther along than I was. Um, I will probably, if I have some time tomorrow, I might, because I took I took the day off work because I'm going to be heading out camping. Yay. Um I might uh, I might be able to work on that some of these testing to make sure everything works fine. 
And so then that part will be fixed. And I just have to work on one last thing, which is the integration part. Um, I got to figure out whether I want to redo the integration code or just go, okay, I'm just going to set up the integration server and have that all work that way. And also some other minor things that I want to work on when it comes to the back end. When it comes to um, the library, you know, both the SFB and the FACOM, there has been no updates, including the, the Klingons that I have not updated. I've gotten from Frank, but I have not updated them. So with that, that is the news for this week. And it's me, yes, the one of all friends, welcoming you to Starfleet Universe on call. And tonight, with us, we have the one, the only, we have Jeff. How you doing, Jeff? Good evening, everybody. And, of course, we have the one, the only, the Doug. How you doing, Doug? I'm here. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing good, doing good. Oh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> What's the topic tonight? Yeah, Paul? just uh... What was that, Jeff? <laughs> I'm sorry, it's a little bit loud here tonight. Oh, Apologies understood. That, understood. Then, Lord knows, of course, the, 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 uh, that those lovely ladies uh, know that they're being recorded for prosperity and also broadcast over the internet, so everyone can hear their wonderful conversation. <laughs> We're just going to to talk. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. But anyhow, moving on forward, the, the topic for the Tanevian, it was just, um, I've been um, a part of this play by, it's play PBM, which covers basically play by actual postal mail and play by email. Um, and for that, um, for for those two, the um, the, the the one thing that this guy has been he's been he has this new newsletter, um, and the newsletter, you know, he's he's been bemoaning the whole issue, um, with basically, um. That there's not enough variety in play by play by um, email, play by mail. There, there's actually not. Here's the here's here's my biggest problem with play by email, play by mail. Um, Cody, hobbyists. Okay, excuse me. Yeah, it's getting, getting crazy in here. Yeah. Um, it was fine before. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> But so the thing is, is that people think there's not enough variety in the kind of in the, right. kind, in the kind of step 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 motion games. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but the, yeah. But the problem is for me because I'm not familiar that much. Even though I've been running a play by email um, game for mm -hmm. what over ten, I, I think it's about ten years now, probably longer than that. I forget when, when I took it over for, from Bruce Grawl. It's been so long. Um, it's, it's one of those things that became a part of my life, and I don't know when it started. <laughs> so <laughs> it just happened one day. It's like, okay, now I'm doing this. Oh, interesting. Um, but yep. the, the, the yep. problem is, even though you I'm, weren't elevated, you were afflicted. <laughs> yeah. 
not quite. But, but, but here's the thing is, is that I'm not that familiar with other play-by-mail um, people. Honestly, I don't know that much about the community, about play-by-email itself, or play-by-mail. You know, but it's, it's called play-by-mail because most, okay, most of the day, most of them today are play-by-email. You know, there Same are, postage. yeah, there are some that still do postage. Actually, the one I'm, I'm actually looking into joining is called TribeNet. And it's, ba it's basically you're a tribe of people. They don't say what kind. And now, this is, here's the one thing. It's the, the people, the, the actual the, the creator of this game is based out of Australia. So when you say... Oh, there's some extra delays. Yes. Exactly. Which makes things so normally when we would think of tribe, if as Americans, we would think, of course, automatically, at least in my mind, Native American tribes, you know. Mm -hmm. But they, but the, uh, being yeah. Australian, I would, I'm not sure if they would think Aboriginal tribes, or I'm not sure the Aboriginal right, Aboriginals actually have a tribe. Or, you know, uh, uh, I know they're they're considered themselves no bands, but I don't think. I'm not sure if they consider themselves as a society uh, at large. They, they obviously have common customs and things like that that are part of being being part of that. And Lord knows. Um, and so um, the question is, um, and because of that, uh, you know, I feel like that the, the, the tribes are just tribes. You know, they're not necessarily indicative of being a Native American tribe or whatever. So there's no, no, in my mind, at least, there's no problem with, you know, oh, you're, you're, you're denigrating the Native American tribes or, or whatever of America and so forth. Um, right. But the whole idea is it's a strategic game where you kind of grow and you, you you, you you go from place to place and you you can um, you have scouts and things like that you can actually split your tribe into clans if you're large enough and you have you have to bring up skills and things like that you know as as part of of the whole game is that you build up that skill level I still need to work on understanding it a little bit more there the thing is this game they're just restarting it now my understanding from um uh give me a sec here i want to see if i da, 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 da. whoop warlord i just want to don't mind me i'm what I want to find out is what is the author of who does this? Okay, is it at the top? No, it's not. Okay. Did, did he sign it? I, crap, I don't remember his name. This is awful. I'm sorry. Um. Okay, I'll have to, uh, I'll have to skip that. Um, uh, the guy who is um, writing it, writing, he actually, he mentioned that oh yeah we are actually going to um do that 
you know, you know that, that it is restarting. It has not, I'm assuming restarting is that means that it has not been played for a bit of time. So now to make it interesting, I'm going to, I'm going to read up as a beginner. Definitely from what I've read from the intro, from the beginner's guide is that just like Starfleet Warlord, it you can, in theory, play this without help from others. But but the um, GM really, really, really um, encourages the beginner that when they when they start playing, that if they have questions, whether then either one of two things, either reach out to other players. Now, obviously, the players won't be able to tell you certain things, but also part of that um, will be um, uh, you're going to be communicating with other players, too, if you want to build up alliances and things like that, which is, again, one of those things that's definitely part of Starfleet Warlords. Now, the reason why I'm, 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 I'm bringing this all up as a topic for this evening is basically because of with the um, advent of okay, you got Starfleet you got Starfleet Warlord and he was bemoaning he basically was talking about the whole idea okay thanks Jeff I'll I'll do that um, if you <laughs> join us again. I hope you can. Okay. Just saying it's got too loud, and I, I agree. It would be quite loud. But anyhow, um, and that is the idea of, okay, currently I have Starfleet Warlord. And me being me, um, more, more, I gravitate to two kinds, basically, Pretty much two kinds of games. Um, the main game, you know, obviously one of the games I really like playing is card games. Um, Cribbage, Pinochle, Sheep's Head, you know, all, all those kind of card games. I love I love playing card games. But another one also mm -hmm. is, of course, the, the tactical board games, you know, with fleets and ships and all that kind of thing. And of course, Another one is actually the, the strategic games where you're, you're trying to build up territory and so forth. Now, actually, there was this on the uh, email that this guy sent out in the newsletter. There actually was one guy. Um, bum, 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 bum. I'm going to go back to this for a moment, which was the guy. It's called Rick Loomis. Uh, PBM. Um, and with Rick Loomis PBM, basically he's got multiple games that, that he runs. Um, and I looked at a couple of them and they all seem like they're strategic, you know, games. Though, from the sounds like um, one of the games is called Battle Plan. And I'm assuming that's more of a tactical um, board game. But he, he's got, he is 
in my mind, the, the same genre, you know, the same idea that he likes that those kinds of games. He's got he's got the ones called Battle Plan or Covert Operations, Feudal Lords, Galactic Conflict, which is different from Galactic Conquest, which is another game which is actually run for um, Heroic Fantasy, Mobius One. Nuclear destruction. Not, I have, actually, that's one thing that sounds like that might be interesting. That one, um, Rift Lords and Star Web, and they all seem to be, most part, uh, actually, it's Rift Lords. From the brief description that was given on the website, is interesting in that it's more. It's not. It's less about acquiring um, territory. It's more about acquire, acquiring and building up trade. Um, you have like different 18 different kind of commodities that you can trade and um, buy and that's what Rift Lords is about. I'm assuming it's called Rift Lords because it uses rifts in space to travel from point A to point B. That kind of thing. Um, but you know, so this guy yeah, is... It could be like extra dimensional. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so the one thing that he was... this. This um, guy, I think, I think the guy's name is Charles. I don't, I forget his exact name, but I, um, that is that. Let me see. Let me read it real quick. Da, 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 and that is up here, which was ah, here it is. Uh, da, 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 da. I'll, I'm gonna read a little bit of part of the email to give you a little context. Um, so from that from that perspective, PBM gaming is is really is equivalent to the era of American Old West time period, um, a vast terrain of possibilities, but woefully underpopulated, but, but not just by players and companies and GMs, but by ideas. The old American West required courage of inhabitants and charting towards a new future of PBM gaming, which required courage also and also. And sacrifice and a good old-fashioned ingenuity, which is not something that Americans hold a monopoly of, but rather is something that inheres the whole human species as whole, regardless of nationality, background, or upbringing. Who knows? Even Richard Lockwood, um, he, um, whatever, might have a little bit of ingenuity crawling around in the nooks and crannies of his mind. Assuming he even has a mind, of course. Um, temporary PBM games. Don't have an actual end date. Rather, they're just a ride off into the PBM sunset and fade away PBM history. The whole idea here is that you have these temporary PBM games. Basically, it's like the whole idea of a um, uh, what's the one I'm thinking of. It's a, it's like a tech startup to to a certain degree where you've got all these great ideas that people invest money in. Now, this is not going to, people are not going to invest money, but they're, they're going to invest time and work on in into this. The idea is that you you start with something small. You got, you got, the, you got the basic ideas. You get people involved. And then you, you then either, either that idea dies and say, you know, that was boring. I really didn't like it, you know, and so forth. Um, or, you know, like, yeah, we really like that, but you know, there's this needs to be tweaked. This needs to be tweaked. This needs to be tweaked. You know, we think that, you know it could be it could be made better and more fun if if certain things occurred. 
Now, that in my mind, the tough part about the play by email industry is one is as I, um, it wasn't this newsletter, it was like two newsletters back. I think it was number 13. He's very prodigious, this guy. Um, it's just good and bad. I don't want to be too prodigious because if you do it too often, basically, I feel like he's just going to burn himself out. But the, um, well, obviously, the, the biggest issue is, as um, I, he pointed out, which was not accessibility. It's having people know about these games that they can play. Basically, advertising and marketing. That is the that is the biggest hurdle these days with that. Now, um, because of especially these the startup the idea of these temporary startup games, um, in my mind, is that you know they're they're low cost. You know here, you want to try Jump up there, fine. Um, and you don't have to have a complete, you know, um, shiny package about it. It's it's kind of rough on the edges and things like that. And the problem is the markets out there, you know, um, well, yeah, I'm going to say markets because of the thing is most of the, the quote-unquote Marcus, these days, you know, the idea of getting out your name and the game out there so people can see it, that usually requires go on to Steam, go on to the Mac App Store, basically have, have a, an electronic game. While some of these aren't really electronic games, they're web-based games, the question is, where do you go then? Yes, you can go to, to Facebook, and what's what's Facebook going to want you to do? They're going to want to put you, have you put down good hard currency on this to even have the possibility of people who like play by mail and have uh, um and play by mail those people that are interested that advertise to them which is just possible um and the question is how many are they out there because as I said, I don't know the community, so that's maybe that's one thing I probably should write back to this guy, which is, what are the venues where the play by email community hangs out? Because of um, back in the day, play by email or play by mail community, it was it got pretty large. Now that got large, why? Word of mouth, and then. When it got to a certain degree, it actually there was magazines out there where people could buy, and, and that was that. This was, you know, obviously this was before the the computers became, and the, the computers, and more importantly, the internet became a big thing where you actually can communicate for free over long distances. Well, you know, and that and that was also how you communicate, how you formed communities was through that. While play by mail, you know, it was always the whole idea of something that came in the mail, whether that's a magazine or a letter or whatever, or newsletter, because that's one thing that that um, Charles was was bemoaning um, a couple of issues ago, which was basically that it's not just that you know, that you had your turns, you, 
rinse, you know, you, you know, you submit your orders, you, you, you return, you know, you get, get the results from the returns and do go back again, put your orders in, get your turn results, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Um, but he's saying, well, what's missing is all of like the newsletters. Well, what's, what's happening in the world? All these kind of other things. And I'm going, yeah, that's that, that's that's when you had these big, a great number of enthusiasts. And some of these were actually player generated. Some of these newsletters were player generated for these worlds, you know. And that was when there was a big thing because currently, what what do current people do when it comes to when they're excited about a game what do they do really do they go on like um they might go on facebook that's minimal they, they might go on twitter these days not so much um because the, the problem is that's the that's the problem with, with the downfall of twitter is that that one megaphone is decreasing in the many amount of people that actually are available or you to get out to the public at large. That leaves what? Like YouTube, um, TikTok, um, um, Instagram. Um, what's the Instagram? Threads, that's it. Though, so, <laughs> I'm just thinking, I'm sorry, I got I, I got to think about threads when it comes to Instagram. They say, oh, we do. Some people do their own blogs too, you know. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's there's blogging too. So there you go with that WordPress stuff like that. <laughs> yep, and that kind of thing is great. When it comes to blogs, are great because they give you lots of information that you can, that you can actually um, get at. And I and that's one thing that's great about blogs. The tough part, obviously, is Mickey. getting the, the people connected to the blogs, making so people know about them. Which then comes there's other other media, yeah. You know, as I said, TikTok, Instagram, and that's um, Snap. Um, Jeez, Snap's cat. No, it's not Snap. Something I forget what it is. Um, there's the other platform, which again, um, this is one of the ways of getting out to the, into the world. It does, and the thing is, it doesn't have to be. Um, Overall, um, yeah, it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, about something that is on the computer. Well, it doesn't have to be a, a really snazzed up game. You just have, you have to have passion for what you're doing. And be able to share that passion. Now, the tough part, obviously, with YouTube and some other things, is that it's a visual medium. Visual medium, you have to, you have to, gotta get the eyeballs. You know, uh, Snapchat. Thank you, thank you, Jeff. Um, and their their visual form. I, obviously, that's what's one of the great things about Twitter. Twitter is not always visual. You know. Um, but visual always, you know, gets the eyeballs, gets it, gets the attention. So you have to have some kind of visual aspect to your play by play by email game. Now, sorry, I, I went on this whole big rant about play by email, but 
I think it's one of those things that, as you said, there's the, oppor the opportunities in that area are growing. Um, now, the question is about the communities. Obviously, part of the problem with play by email and play by mail is who are the who is in the community. Is it the same issue that SAB currently has? And that is an aging population. Because that's one thing I currently have with Starfleet Warlord. It's a, it's an, I have an aging population of players. That, you know, I so far, we actually got one game which has 16 players in it, which is a good-sized number of people, which is always good. Um, you know, but as, at one point, you know, we... When Bruce Grawl was playing, they had, you know, 25 player games, and then they have people waiting in line for the next game to start. You know, the, and then of course, Bruce Grawl, there's only so many games he could run at, at a single time. Um, and I'm hoping to, to automate a lot, some of that process, you know, get get that um, ready. I, I, need, I think my focus still needs to remain on the, on the website and keep keep that progressing down down the road so that I can migrate off what I currently have on this newer platform. It can then, I can keep it up to date a lot easier and therefore it, it's not as, uh, doesn't look as old. Just like any other website, you have to update your website. I'm willing to somewhere every, every probably every five years, you really should update your website, you know, possibly even, you know, give it a new look like every five years because um, otherwise it looks uh, old. <laughs> well, that's, that's if you're doing business through it. Um, who I think it was um, Steve Gibson, who is GR, from GRC.com. Um, if you ever go to GRC.com, you'll see old school um, website, though. You know, he, he has some interactive stuff using JavaScript and all that kind of thing. But there's some, he was just mentioning the other day of, there's one website which is not using HTTPS, and he said basically it's a, it's a it's a blessing just to have the website up and running at this point because it has some really you know some of the older um, electronic information about you know computers, IRQs, and all this kind of things um, that he kind of relies on to a certain degree. And I think he told him, I think he mentioned that. He actually had downloaded some of the, the pages, you know, printed it, not printed them out, but download them so he has them saved locally and so forth, just in the case of the website ever goes out of, you know, go, disappears. In which case, you know, the only way to find it then will be in the Internet Archive, which is, if you don't know about the Internet Archive, um, I feel sorry for you um, because of the great, actually, the great thing about the Internet Archive just to, go on that tangent just for a moment, is that it can go, you can take a look at a website and they'll take a snapshot of the websites throughout the years. And depending upon the website, it might do it more often or less often. You know, um, there's some websites where it's like it never gets updated. So if they checked it once a year, they'd be good. You know, things like that. And, and then actually you can, Use the the Wayback Machine on on the website to look at these older you'll know, see the the older versions of these websites. You know how how they look like maybe 
like 15 years ago, you know, things like that. Um, that's one thing I have not done for a while, which is redo the look of SFB online. So I know it's been definitely over five years. It's probably been somewhere 10, between 10 and 15 years at this point. Um, Mark, I forget his last name, which, um, he came up with a, a new look for it and had, had done some of the pages to come up with the current look that I, I have. Now that took me a while to actually implement just because of, it's one of those weird things about that web, about the SAP online website. And that is that. <laughs> yeah, your, your kids. Uh, but anyway, um, that is, yeah. It, it, if you look, if you actually look at the HTML, please don't. Um, it's very, very old school. I mean, this is before we, they used these days. You use a lot of divs and a lot of CSS and a lot of of the other things to make the the website nice and pretty. The most of the website is the way it is laid out is not using divs and CSS and, all, and positioning of that div within the page or whatever. What it is, it's positioning using tables. That's how it does it. Old school, but it works. And all I had to do was I had to use some CSS to pretty up what the look of the website was. So it looked modern even though if you look behind the scenes that the HTML code is actually quite old the way, the way it does thing. But again, as I said, it works. It looks nice. I don't think anyone's actually looking at the HTML code behind the website to go, ew, how does this, this thing even work? Yeah. Most people don't. Yeah. Yeah. Most people don't. Oh, agreed. Agreed. They, they look for their information and they get it and they go. Oh, Oh, I understood that. that... <laughs> The only there's going to be the only time I think anyone actually looks at, at at the HTML code for a web page is when they want to duplicate what the web page is doing. You know, they say, "Oh, yeah, I really like what they're doing here. How do they do that?" You know, right click, look at the look at the source code and so forth. Who who was it? Oh, I don't remember, but I could have sworn there was somebody who's like, "Oh." We got we gotta hide you know how how you know the JavaScript code and all this kind of thing. We gotta hide that kind of thing because that's proprietary information and so forth. And they really should know how it all works. Like um, you can't because you can't. You really can't. <laughs> you know just because it, it's the web. You know you have to download files and run them within the browser, which ah. Uh, uh, I'm not gonna go down that road. I'm gonna, otherwise, we'll, we'll, I'll never get. I'll never come out of that hole. Um, at least not until the end of the, of the yeah. podcast. Um, what do you do when you find yourself in a hole? Stop digging. Yeah, exactly. And, and the problem is, I, I keep digging. I keep digging. I dig so so. so what, what tangent were we on before we got on the tangent of the tangent here? Um, that was about. The, we were talking about play by email. Yeah, and that's. Given that inspired me to think about, okay, obviously one is going to be marketing 
Who do you market to? Might have to talk to this guy about, okay, where is the, do you know where the community is? On the internet, where is the community? Because of, yeah. Well, when you first, go. Here's, here's the thing, Paul. When, when you first were introduced to the play by email community, the community was um, basically communicated through the trades, you mm -hmm. know, the Dragon magazines of the day and various other publications like the Dragon magazine. Mm -hmm. Anything that would pop up in your basic hobby shop and sometimes your basic uh, news store area kind of thing. I mean, you go way back to the pre-internet as a everyday use thing by people. And, you know, where did you get your information back in the day? You went to the newsstand. Right. You know, that mm -hmm. bookstore newsstand at the mall that had all the magazines, you know, where you could get your heavy metal if you were into that. You could get your uh, sci-fi magazines. You could get, uh, you know, your movie magazines, your Fangor, whatever you wanted to get. And, you know, occasionally they would have, like, the Dragon or something like that. It, if you didn't get that from the local hobby store to start. So assuming you actually had one in your town, which some places just didn't. But, uh, no, I, I remember these things, uh, and I remember seeing them advertised all over in the different trades. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's that's where your community was reached out to back oh. in the day. Oh, yeah. You know, and... but, now, but, but now, if you want to do something like that, you know, really what's the point of doing play by email when you can do, you know, play computer games, you know, that are interactive with other people. Mm -hmm. well, uh, well, the biggest, among other things. So, well, yeah, the I biggest, to me, the biggest issue at the moment of, of like SFB Online, the biggest issue that people have mm -hmm. is playing worldwide. We don't, I'm, I'm, uh, we don't have that many international players. We have, we have maybe one or two in Australia. We actually at one point had like two in, in Italy. Um, I'm not sure we still have the, the one in England. We used, um, but the biggest issue there always is that if you want to play online at the same time, you can't. Well, it was very difficult because if you got some, in some cases, you got 12, 13 hour difference between the two two players oh yeah understood but you're also looking at in, in in what you're looking at doing you have a niche within a niche within a niche you know i mean and what these other guys are doing with their play by emails is they have a specific niche but it's not necessarily a sub split off of another niche you know that guy's base fantasy game isn't necessarily part of another community that this is built off of. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Starfleet Universe stuff is like when we would go to Origins back in the day, you know, they're like the one percenters of the convention of people who are at that time, you know, 5% of the population to start with you know 
So, and then when you go down further from further from that, you're talking about when you're getting into like play by email, you're looking at an even smaller percentage. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, oh oh, I understand. I I understand. I understand that. Um, and and of course, the the big issue with any game genre you know in this case generic game genres like saying um computer games or um role role playing games or um live action games you know first person shoot 'em up games um or first person no, no let's say not say that's not say say shoot 'em up let's say first person games um because they don't have to be shoot up shoot 'em up they give you just first person where you're you're having you're having an adventure you don't necessarily have to kill anything. You might have to, um, you know. Wait, continue. Right, but anyway, um, and that is between that within that that genre. Then you have subgenres of just okay. You've got for computer games. You you know you've got the the board type games. You you've got your um, scrollers. You've got all kinds of different. Subgenres within that that one kind of platform, per se, and the same thing happens with the play by mail. Um, it has all those subgenres. Now, the the question is, when it comes to the subgenres, is who who's interested in playing those? Are are all play by mail people interested in playing you know RPGs and playing um, strategic level games and playing tactical starship or tactical war games, you know, um, where where does you know or or they just want to do um, cooperative games? Because I, I that's one thing I've not looked at to see if there's any cooperative play by email games. Because um, I know that that's one of those genres that, to, to my knowledge, came to end up being. To my not remembrance, to my knowledge, the first time I ever saw one was actually at you know Gamers of Summer. I'm pretty sure it was Gamers of Summer, Summer which was um, it was Gamers of Summer about five or six years ago. And Ryan brought that out, I believe. Yeah, Ryan it was New Charm, and he had a uh, it was a firefighter yep. game that he was thinking of. That's that's the one I was thinking of, and. Which is a, a, a genre of game which I've never heard of before, where basically you have a group of people playing against the game itself, and you're trying to help each other. So prior prior to, to that, right, right. Prior to that, there's one called Your Grizzle, the uh, World Tree, and basically it's a similar concept of everybody's working towards a particular goal, mm-hmm. and the the game itself is set up against the players so yeah right but it's a very small subset of the gaming thing Mm -hmm. oh agreed agreed and and that's then that the question is when it comes to charlie or charles he's saying he's saying okay there's not enough ideas out there okay well the the problem with play by email there's certain things that you can't break in my mind is that you, it's it's got to be asynchronous, okay? Big 
Big number one, the asynchronous. Now, within that being asynchronous, what do you do? Because by just by the nature of being asynchronous, you have to have some kind of orders that you follow, and then you see what happens as a reaction to those orders that you give, and you basically those are the turns that get sent out. Is there anything that can happen that's in between that? And I, I, I don't see it. When it comes to the, the rinse and repeat aspect of play by email, that, to me, that's just a function of being play by email. But the when it comes to the idea, the ideas, I think, come into being what kind of games can be played and how they can be played. You know, um, do you have it so just one turn, or do you, or do you, you maybe split it up into, you know, the way SAB is, you know, you have segments, you know, cut into smaller pieces, and then after a certain, you know, after you're done, how many segments? 10, 15, 20, whatever. Um, then you that that's the end of that turn, and then you see what happened at the end of the turn, then you you start whatever you do at the start of the turn, which is different than what you've been doing for the rest of the segments. You know, um, that kind of, that's one of those things, but but and the only other possibility, which is uh, unfair, I don't think anyone be would be agreeable to, which is the idea of um, the whole asynchronousness of it, but a player that can respond more quickly, you know, they get they get their orders in, they get the results in, and then immediately or very soon after that, do the same thing. While maybe another player might do it like once a day. Another you have another player that might do it two or three times a day and get results two or three, and therefore they 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 go forward in, in the game more quickly, you know, or, you know, get their orders processed, which is more of, you know, in the kind of independent within, within the game itself. I'm not sure how that would work for something that I said. That's, well, the thing is, the thing is with a lot of the play by email, that the classic play by email you're talking about, it's a person interacting with, a world that's run by the GM, but not necessarily involving other people because that way they're not necessarily tied to everybody having the same movements or somebody getting an advantage by doing more than one turn. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, that, that's the only way is that if, it, if the, having people playing individual games and not actually having people play within a a game you know though though that that does bring up an interesting if you, if, it almost if you want to have it if you want to have it as a shared thing right. then you have to have a discipline where all the people have to have their their turn they only get so many turns and they have to have them in by a certain time yeah but so that they can all be processed mm -hmm. but the, the thing is doug it came up it gave me I had an idea um which was it's an idea like Eve, what Eve does. Because Eve at the moment, you can you're you're playing within a shared world with other people. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it, they're, you're live, when you're interacting with them, 
with actually live people, you're actually interacting, you know, on a real time basis. But with oh. with within that context of that shared world, some people might log in for an hour a day. Some other people might log in, you know, twice or three times a day for an hour a day or something along those lines. So when it comes to their own game within the context of the environment, they can proceed at a at greater speed. Um, oh. but, you, but at some at some point you're still interacting with individual players. So the question is, could this could you do the same thing in the context of uh, play by email? And, you know, the whole idea of not, not doesn't even have to be purely by email. The whole idea of just having asynchronous, where you put in put in your orders, you define what you want to do, have it done, and then you get the response back, and then somehow interact with other people at maybe I don't know a lesser lesser degree or greater degree. You know, it it the problem is. How does it affect the universe itself that you're playing in? You know, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's really fair to everybody if you have interactions between people, but you have a disparity in the ability to make those actions. Mm-hmm. Right. In other words, if one player can get seven turns in one day, and somebody else can only get, you know, one turn every couple of days because of their life situation. Mm-hmm. And it's not really fair to the person who's only getting in, you know, a turn or two every day or two. I versus oops. somebody who's like living it, you know. So. Well, do you think the same thing when it comes to know. Eve? It, it, it's really Doug. Do you well, think? No, of... and what I'm saying is. In, in Eve, you have the the ability to like generate wealth, and you can. There are some things you cannot really accelerate the timeline. Like if you're building stuff, right? You're not going to be able to build it seven times faster. It's the game limits you on how much you can do, but mm-hmm. you can go in and play other ways of making wealth or of interacting with other people more frequently than, you know, some people. Mm -hmm. There's definitely always going to be a potential disparity in time within the game. Right. But if you're having something where you have turns that are fed in with actions that are being taken and you deliberately allow somebody else to, to make multiple turns in a day, for instance, yeah. whether it's automated or not, versus other players in that same world who might, you know, only be able to do one or two a day, then it's it's not really fair well, to the people that are doing one or two a day. In theory, in so, theory, here's, here's, here's the one thing that, that you're missing. Because what's the what's the even what's the thing within Eve that makes things fair? And, <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, 
have it so that it's okay to have someone who plays seven hours a day versus someone who plays one hour a day and and people don't feel like they're cheated. Well, the thing about that is what are your goals? I mean, Eve is a, it's, it's an economic game at its heart, mm-hmm. but it's also a game where you can go play the pirate, you can play the mercenary, right. you can be the explorer, you can do a ton of different things. And really it's a matter of your, your personal goals within it. Mm-hmm. You don't have a specific, you know, end point and right. you don't have a here's where you got all the victory points you win kind of scenario correct that, that's it's, it's very much an mmorpg right right and, and but, but here's the it, thing you know the one thing that that even the playing field for everybody is time that whether you're in the game or not Time runs on. It continues to go. The right, world also... continues to expand and change and so forth. Who says? Right, but the thing is. Okay, go. But the thing is this. It's kind of an apples and oranges comparison. To a certain degree, yes. Because even they single person player game you're not sending out fleets now if you do send out fleets you're actually interacting with other players who are going and doing those things as every single member of those fleets in what you're talking about for um for an sfb warlord type of game you're actually sending out multiple units as a player Doing a singular turn, right? Now, right, right, right. You have right, but but two or three players who are getting multiple times in in the same world, then they would have an advantage over a person who can only get in there once. Possibly, here's here. And Eve, it doesn't really matter as much. Yes, and that because be- it's a totally different ball game. And why isn't it a totally different ball game? Uh, it's, to me, the reason why it's a totally different ball game is because of time. Time marches on. And everything that is done within the game is based off of time. You can't accelerate by the number, by keep on going back and forth, going into the game continually to, in, to speed up production of things. You can't. You can, you can, no, but you, you can go in and you can, you can go in and gather more. Right. You exactly. Can you can do more, more activities. Gather. You right. can run, you can run more missions. You can do a lot more things. Right. Uh, but you know, if you're doing specific manufacturing, that's actually has a clock on it within the game. Correct. So who says, But if, if you were going to talk about, if we were going to have a race on how, how much ISK, you could make in the game and I can go in for 12 hours a day to grind different aspects of the game to make isk. I have a massive advantage over somebody who can only go in for an hour. Exactly. If, if that was the goal of the game, but that's, that... but, 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 but 
but but like I said, if 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 that's what you hold as the goal of the game, there's that, but it doesn't have to be that. Right. And Which the, is MMORPG, the aspect of it, you have a difference because you are choosing to go after a certain direction within the game mm-hmm. as part of the role playing experience of it. But with something like Starfleet Warlord, you have clearly identifiable objectives that you're trying to do. You have territory that you're taking over. You're sending your fleets out to do different things, to to pacify a spot, to take over a thing, to kill a monster, to do this, to do that, to go after other players if it's a multiplayer engagement. Yeah, and if you allow within that kind of environment somebody to have a two-to-one to three-to-one to four-to-one processing advantage in terms, then it's massively unfair to the person who only can do that once in a while versus that. Agreed. But you, you keep on missing the point, I think. And I, I'm, I'm sorry if I wasn't, I wasn't clear on this. I'm not talking about Starfleet Warlord. Mm-hmm. And ma- making a change to Starfleet Warlord. I'm talking about play right. by email. A new game. A new, totally different play by email game. Where, right. that, and where so you, what is the what is the overarching what's the overarching gist of your game? The core mechanic of it. Well, that's what that's I have to question. That's what I have to figure and, out. And and that's I mean, do you want to, because from what it's sounding like, is it sounding a lot like you're talking about reinventing Warlord? No, 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 no. Uh-uh. I mean, that's what I'm it talking about like the last several no. podcasts. No, yep, no. Kind of like leaning in that direction. Well, well of course. Let's make something. Right. Well, I've been, I've been talking about Starfleet Warlord a lot, yes, because, well, one, I've been, some people have been binging me about the, well, you talk about Starfleet Battles all the time. Why don't you talk about Starfleet Warlord? It's like, okay, talk about Starfleet Warlord for a little bit. Especially since that's something, this is one of those plat- platforms, uh, a bit, I'll bet it's very small, um, to mar- market it and say, or, you know, get, get the word out that there, there's a game called Starfleet Warlord and this is what it's about. Now, in this case, the, the reason why I even brought the subject was because of, the, Charles came up saying, "What are some new ideas about this?" Now, the the crazy ass idea that I had after I was thinking about Eve, right, basically right now here, was it would be possible to create an MMRPG, but have it by play by email. Now, the one thing obviously that you have to do is. You have to limit the amount of time that would go on. But the same things would occur. That is that, you know, if you did nothing, your worlds that you have, the resources that you have, the ships that you have, you know, your fleet or whatever, whatever they're doing, they can continue doing what they're doing. In the case of production, they'll continue to produce. It's a self-generate at that point. 
So you, there's no other than when it comes to possible fleets and even fleets, the whole idea would be you, you, minimum you'd have to either definitely you'd have to fleet orders would be a little different than they currently are. Um, you have to give more direction and so forth about okay, what should this fleet do if it if it's, if it's not actively going after a certain planet or or so forth to make sure that it holds it, you know, then you need to be told need to be told that. And of course, then there's going to be um, if there's play by email or something along this lines where it's more asynchronous play is that there'd be a lot more notifications. Oh, this is what in your in the world that you're not you know that you haven't submitted an order form. This is what's happening. There's a fleet coming in that you know they're right now they're five parsecs out or whatever, but but you see them coming. Is it, do you want to submit an order? You know, obviously the 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 big difference about about some kind of play by email game like this, or I think I consider asynchronous play game. Because it doesn't have to be email. You can have it on a website where you, you put in your orders and then, okay, this is, what, this is what I want everything to do. Go. I'm the general. Go do what I tell you to do. Because um, there are play, there are play by turn, you know, those kind of things on the computer currently. Um, uh, Firaxis creates one. I forget. Uh, uh, I forget. Um, uh, frozen cortex, I think it is. Um, the whole idea is that you um, you move your 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 um, your your men on the board. You say, okay, I'm gonna go here. He's gonna go here this turn. He's gonna go here this turn. And at the point, you go click. I'm done. Boom! It runs. It runs basically the orders given to it. It's just it's computer based. And it's right there in front of you. You know, it's, it's still it's still asynchronous play. And obviously, the problem with the only issue with what I'm thinking of, it requires someone to be actively involved in the game all the time, or at the very least, if they want, if they want, if they, oh, I'm going to be going on vacation for two weeks. Have a way of either, okay, I won't put my my corporation or my 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 holdings on pause or put it into like a safe zone or something along those lines where you basically they can't be killed while they're not able to play because just like i know i know with eve you currently have that you when you're at when you have your ship at a at a base you can go away for months and it'll be safe it won't be destroyed you know while you're while you're away, usually. you know, usually, usually. <laughs> yeah, if it's in an NPC one, you're fine. <clears throat> <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I think the problem here, the problem is, I think, is you may be looking at kind of a mixing of not so much the genre as the mediums. And I don't think the mediums are going to mix well with that kind of concept. Oh, and well, that's uh, 
Doug, that is completely and absolutely possible. But the question is, will it work? Has anyone tried? How do you know it it won't work until someone actually tries? You know? No, you could set it up as a browser game. To try that. You know, I mean, there's lots of browser games out there. But but here's the thing. If you're going to go for the medium of you're putting your, your play-by-email into a live game, it sounds like you're defeating the purpose of one or the other. I mean, it's just, it just, I don't know. I really don't. I'm not that familiar with it. And I've never had that real incentive to play play by email games outside of like a few tournaments that we did with SFB back right. in the day. Right. Oh, understood. But that oh. was a very specific specific situational thing. Right. That was worked through between two players and a GM. Mm-hmm. Oh you yeah. Know, whereas um, what you're talking about is a shared universe thing. Mm-hmm that you would have lots of different people participating in potentially mm-hmm. as a live continual thing. Semi-live, yes. But... In, right. Oh. In, in, in semi-live. Right. But, it wouldn't be interactive. It, it would... Your interaction... But the thing is, in a traditional play-by-email thing, it's 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 one person with the GM. Not well. And you're looking at making it more than one person with a GM. Well, using multiple people in a GM when it comes to play by email games, but that's the one thing I was. Tr- I, the 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 big difference here, the big change that I'm investigating at the very least in my head which is is it possible to do a merging or a kind of an overlap between live action and asynchronous play i know it's a crazy guy sure why not you could always give it a shot right exactly but uh, i think we're probably going to end up with some very mixed results Understood. And obviously some of that will have to be, well, will have to be definitely thought out when it comes to certain situations. Um, but well, the other side of it is, what is the incentive for people to play it? What niche does it fill for them? Yeah. I don't know. You know, I, I, just you know, talking here, I I, I thought it was a, a a neat idea, a new idea that no one else has tried. At least, okay, it's possible people have tried it, just they never heard about it. Because uh, I can't say that I'm all knowing in about everything that's happening in the gaming industry from the from the beginning <laughs> and all the time. You know, <laughs> you know, and Lord knows that. Um, Ever since the computers were involved, people are opening, edging towards live action. You know, having so it's it's live inter interactivity with somebody else. 
you know. Mm-hmm. Um, though, as I said, there are the games like you know Frozen Cortex, where you are, you know, doing basically play by email idea, which is you have orders and then you have you have results. <laughs> That's what you got. It's just that it's, it's on the computer, so you can actually see visually what happens. You know, it, if you really abstract it out, that's what that's what it is. What? Sorry, my cat mm. is bugging me. Yes, the Zinni. The Zinni is here. Hey, <laughs> say hi, Zinni. Oh, no, you. Okay, well, kitty, we gotta go. Oops. Hold it, hold it. Okay. <laughs> Hang it up on my cable. That's that's a bad thing. <laughs> but anyway, okay. Well, you know, that's, that's something I'm gonna I'm gonna think about. If anybody has ideas about that, you know, please feel free to, to, to contact me. Um, I'm I'm I might think through it a little bit this weekend. Just just to have it as a mind exercise on. A different idea, you know. Oh, that- one of the one of the things that this is reminding me of, and I think I might have mentioned it months ago when we had a similar discussion, is uh, it kind of reminds me of a a play by play by email game that I did in the early '90s when I was working with the real. Well, I was doing real estate. And had had access to like some local BBSs, and one of the the BBSs they ran a space opera kind of game where you had you know orders and you would go out and get your planets and build your your big bad star destroyer thing and have treaties with other players and so forth and so on, but it was not direct live play was it was turn by turn and you know players could attack each other and stuff like that i don't remember the name of the game it might have been like something that the guy who was running the bbs did on his own but it it, it's just kind of something that reminds me a bit of that but if you weren't in the game like almost every day you would get wiped out so it's just a thought. Mm-hmm. So, so it sounds like someone. It's just kind of like, yeah, it was kind of a random thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember. So. Wow. Uh, Interesting. Well, sounds like it. At least it sounds like that they was kind of attempted before, to a certain degree. Though it sounds like I'm not sure. Well, this was like '91. Right. This was like 91, 92. Right. Agreed. Like, it was before I went back in the Army in 93. Uh, there's that. <laughs> Agreed. It might be, sounds like almost, you could also consider it at the beginnings of like an Eve kind of idea. But well, anyhow. The, the thing is, yeah, I think it was probably inspired by like, you know, the science fiction of the day, but it was mm-hmm. also an emergent technology because, you know, this was all 
all written notes. None of it was visual. So. Right, right. We were talking 91, 92. So <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, as far as like the. It, it, it just. It, it, it seems like. A, like a mixing of media. No, oh yeah, it is. The medium that you're going to use. And and the question is, you know, is mixing those mediums going to work mm-hmm. like that? Or does it need to be kind of a one or the other kind of deal? So there's a thought. Oh, I'm just I, I, I understand. And and the 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 question the key where's where's the key? There's a key for it to work, there has to be a key thing that ties the two together. As I as I mentioned, that I think the, the number one thing is that there has to be something that levels off the playing field for people. And as I mentioned it with Eve, it seems to be time. Time continues on. Whether you're there or not, time continues on. And the only reason, as I mentioned, you know that you might not die is because when you're offline, you can, if you want to, and you're smart, you'll park it, you know, like at a base, you know, you know, so you don't get killed if you leave your ship out in the middle of space and you log let me off. Tell you, let me tell you something about. Let me tell you something about Eve. It, it, it's like this: there, there are player-owned assets that can be that are in space. Those can be destroyed, yes. If you put them in an NPC station, you're perfectly fine. Uh, The real delineating factor is the combination of how much time can you put in the game and how much wealth can you generate. The less time you put in generating wealth in the game, the less you'll progress as far as, like, that aspect of the game goes. Mm So... You know, it's 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 kind of a it's a totally different ball game. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, Agreed. And the the and the important thing is that um you know that this is not when it comes to the MMRPGs. Period. The the other is that is that the thing with Eve is that you can access at any time. Right. And what comes to the, the main thing about our MMRPGs is that they do not stop. It's not like you get to, you go, yeah. you, you, after a year, the game's over and you restart. No, it's continuing forever. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and that's, yep, yep, yep. and that's one of those key things that's part of Eve and our MMRPG about- to begin with. When you talk about play by email, you're talking about how often do you actually play? Right. Well, how about Eve? Defines, Eve's the same way. What defines a term? No. Eve's, to me, the Eve's the same way. How often do you play? Not really. I, it, 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 the thing is this. If you're talking about play by email and, and you want to have it with a, a whole bunch of different people, are you doing it if if you're if one person can come in seven times a day? Mm-hmm. 
you know, if they can back and forth seven turns a day or something like that versus one turn a day, mm-hmm. that, that, that kind of doesn't seem right within the play-by-email kind of thing. It depends. Because, Doug, here's the thing. Email, no, 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 Doug, here's the thing that you're, you're thinking of that you're not seeing. And that is, you're assuming that the person who comes in seven times a day basically is able to move seven times faster than the person who logs in once a day. That's your assumption. Yeah. The, but to make it even, if time is the factor, as in you can't go any faster than time, there, there, you know, there's, there's space, there's time, you can't move faster. No, it means that even if you log in seven times a day, the only thing you can do seven times a day is correct your movement seven times a day. You can modify where how where you're going, but not how fast you get there. Well, see, the other thing is you need to define the world that you're interacting with. Right. What what can you do in a certain amount of time? Right. Because it sounds to me like you know, you're setting off in one direction, but it's not, you haven't defined the scale of what you want to do. Who, me? Yeah. I yeah, mean, no, like, uh, is this going to be something where you're, Doug, you're in here's the thing. of a bunch here's of the thing. I, you're great. Person? Doug, you're right. I don't, I don't know. know. I just yeah. thought up the idea. I have not... The concept is just nascent, to, at the at the very least. <laughs> yeah, and... but, but 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 there's certain things that I, that I see that mm. are definitely hold true. As I said, the the key thing here is time. That you, and and distances that you, it's not. That's because, as I, as I just mentioned, just because you log in seven times a day does not mean you actually can go any faster when it comes to what's happening. You can just adjust what you're doing more often. That's the that would be the only way to make it fair when it comes comes to um, inter- with with other players. That's it. You know when it comes to um, you know, fleets going from here to there. What you would say probably is, you probably have to say, okay, I want this fleet made of these ships, go go to this planet or go over here. That will take you two days of real time. So in two days, you'll be there in real time. And if you want, if after a day you go, you know, I, I'm wrong. I want to change it. I want to go over, go over to this this over this part in the in the in the universe. You can do that. You know now, obviously that's a, that's um, that means the person who is more interactive can actually be more interactive. They can actually make more decisions. But you know, I'm not sure. We, yeah, that, 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 I'm not sure that that can be avoided though. But at the very least, it makes it fair overall when it comes to other other aspects to it. Now, the, obviously, the, the one question of 
the thing is with RM RPGs, you're never really competing directly against people. You're competing mostly with yourself. You're trying to gather up resources or, or doing whatever you want to do. And and there's because there's no there's ne never an end to the game. It continues on. Not like Starfleet Warlord or SFB or any of the other games would have a definitive end and start. I mean, sorry, beginning and ending. So that as I said, the idea is just having come up with the idea is that that brought this up was just that there needs to be more ideas when it comes to play by email. Or, or I think of it's an overall asynchronous play. So, anyhow, I've got to okay. get going. This is, I ran this way too late. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, Doug, you have a good night. Yeah, thanks. Give me a holler sometime like tomorrow or Saturday if you can. Okay. Just like a phone call. Mm hmm. Understood. If you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. I should be able to give you a call tomorrow. Thanks. Okay. Bye. That'll work. Ah, so, yes, it was a long one. I apologize that it was so long. I'm hoping that the discussion and the topic was interesting. I thought, obviously, I was enraptured and interested that I actually went a little longer than expected. Um, but the whole idea of play-by-mail, different ideas, different universes, different ways of playing, that's why, why I, I, I thought about you know, EVE and the whole idea of an MMRPG in a play-by-email format. You know, asynchronous play, which is, you know, I, I consider the generic term, which is asynchronous play. Um, and totally different idea. Now, that, that it's a, will it, will it, will it actually move forward? Well, one will it move forward, maybe. At the very least, it's, an ex to me, it's an exciting idea. Of because to me I've always enjoyed and always were fascinated and loved the idea of asynchronous play. Ever since um, I got introduced to it with Starmada, way many many origins ago, the idea of asynchronous play it just enraptured me. You know that the the whole idea of asynchronous play and the idea of, of you set up your orders. And then you let them go, you, and which requires lots of thinking before you before you press the send button, and which means that you don't have to be faster, which is obviously the biggest issue these these days when it comes to um, real time games. I mean, real real time games. I'm not even talking about SFB real time games. I'm talking about. You know, interactive games, Eve, one thing, um, is to a certain degree. You have to be able to react very quickly. You have to know what to do in a short period of time. And if you don't have, you know, you have to be, you have to react quickly. And actually, the funny part 
is that it reminds me of actually a podcast I was just listening to um, a day ago. I think it's like a day or two ago. And talking about this math genius. I mean, I'm sorry, it wasn't math. It was, I think it was economic genius. And when he was in class, his teacher would ask him a question. And if he would sit there and not answer because he was thinking about it. And then the teacher moved on. But two or three days later, after he thought through the question, he would put forth to his teacher in written form, you know, he would go through all of the how thoughtful he had thought through this issue. And given that time to think it through, then they realized as it was at that point that the teachers realized, hey, wait a minute, the smartest people aren't the people who, who reacted fastest. It's people who thought or actually thought through the issues. Because this guy was, was a, definitely a genius of, of economics. And he you know, became a professor there, PhD, all that kind of thing. But he was he was a, he was definitely a genius when it comes to economics. And so that's when, that's when they came to realize that that's the case. Just because you're faster doesn't mean you're smarter. So with that, I am Paul Franz, and I bid you a good night. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.